Hi, I'm Tom Griffith, and welcome to the Greater Formation and Power podcast. Here we'll discuss topics and practices that will help you deepen your intimacy with God the Father, exercise your authority in Jesus the Son, and move in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to walk in God's truth and intimacy and power. We need all three strands working together in our lives because we believe that nothing else will actually do. Hi, thanks again for tuning in to my Greater Formation and Power podcast. Today I'm really excited to share a message that's been brewing in my heart because I think it can be transformational for you as it is continually transforming me. Do you ever feel like it's hard to relax and to breathe deeply? I mean, to breathe deeply down in your soul. It could be that it's hard to relax because of your circumstances, that things just feel overwhelming. I mean, almost everybody I talk to these days uh, continues to feel that way, whether they're going to travel and there's all kinds of complications with that, whether they're trying to even get out of the house and go somewhere, but there's restrictions on it. Your circumstances might be making it hard for you to relax and breathe deeply. Some people have a hard time relaxing before God. You can tell those people they're kind of nervous. They're, they're working out of a frenetic energy. They can't really just be before God because they're nervous. They haven't spent time with God. Maybe you're nervous to be around others, that you find yourself continually comparing, that you, you might be envying or you might simply feel insecure in yourself. So you find yourself posturing, kind of making up who you are or what you think others might want you to be. Sometimes people even have a hard time relaxing to be with themselves, to hang out with themselves. When was the last time that you were alone without input, not watching something, not listening to something, not dialing something up on your phone? I want to encourage you that it could be that you might not have a good and a functional handle on the gospel. Don't be offended when I say this, because this could change your life. You might have a hard time relaxing and breathing deeply, deeply down in your soul, because you don't have really a functional understanding of just how good the good news is. Well, first of all, let me remind you that the good news is that in Jesus, you are utterly loved, utterly loved. God loves you, and you are utterly forgiven forever. You cannot even screw it up. You are utterly loved and utterly forgiven. That itself, that gospel, I find that many people have not spent time to really receive that deeply. So that's the foundation of everything that I'm going to share. But I want to share with you today uh, a lot of uh, some simple understandings that I picked up from a book uh, called With. And uh, it's called With, W-I-T-H. And uh, its subtitle is Reimagining the Way you relate to God. 
It was written in 2011, but I read it five years ago this month um, in 2016, and it has shaped how I think of things. Let me just do some uh, summary of the book, but also, you know, with Tommy G insights to it, just to, uh, uh, to help you lay hold of a deeper gospel a deeper ability to relax and breathe and be refreshed. Remember that God created people in his image, male and female. And the design of uh, and our placement in this world was that we would represent God, that we would be as like governors overseeing the uh, management of the kingdom of God on earth. Now, into that scenario, we see the serpent, we see uh, the enemy come and tempt Adam and Eve with what kind of a temptation? A temptation to mistrust God, to not believe that God had our or Adam and Eve's best interest in mind. Well, that temptation was really uh, a trick. It was really a false hope that they could govern their own lives apart from God. That control that the enemy held out as a possibility was actually their demise, and it affects all of humanity to this day. So what we have uh, grown to believe sometimes are what I would call, and I think that uh, Sky Jathani, the author of the book, with, would call kind of false gospel. So I want to go through um, particularly four of those, and then we'll talk about what's really liberating for our souls. Um, In his book, he really is dealing with prepositions, and he's using that as how he's communicating this powerful message. First of all, some people live their lives under God. That means that they recognize that they are a fallen, broken human being that needs God's help. And so they live in a way that says, I will do it, do with the best that I can, and I will also come before you with ritual or worship in the right way. I'll try to live a moral life, and you will take care of me. Now, that's a way that that most people live. When we boil down our religious depth, it is, I recognize I'm in need, I need God, I will try to live a moral life, and I will live a religious life, and God will take care of me. Bits of that are true, but its essence is not true. It is not how the gospel works. We can't live morally enough, nor is our worship a deal we make with God so that he'll take care of us. So some people live under God. Others live their life over God. Well, that's an interesting way to use a preposition. Who would live their life over God? Well, what this one means is that uh, people learn the natural principles and laws of life, and they learn divine principles from the scriptures, maybe extracted from the Bible, and that helps them govern their life. But so they glean the things from God's camp, but then they live 
in their own management. They are their own master. They are their own Lord. The things of God are really under them for their control to live the life they want using the principles and truth of God. Well, there's value in that. God's word is a uh, is, an, is a light to our paths. It helps us to discern what we should be like. It gives us a kind of knowledge or wisdom. But we aren't to live as ourselves being above God, submitting His principles to our lifestyle. So some live under God, some live over God. Some other people live from God. And this is particularly uh, relevant, I would say, in you know, Western faith for the last 50 years or so. And what it means is that we rely on God to to secure the desires of our own heart. It's what we would call consumerism. It's a kind of thought where we come to God, who is the store, to get what we want. And so we rely on God to secure our wants, our desires, our needs. And that peppers a lot of people's prayer life. We go to God to get the resources we want to live the life that we want. That There's value in that. God loves you, and He does provide for you. Yahweh Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, I am the God who provides. But we don't live our lives for ourselves, relying on His provision for us to be kings and queens of our own life. Let me uh, throw out one more. So, though some live under God to get for God to take care of them, some live over God for them to take care of themselves using God's principles or truth, some live from God to get uh, what they need or what they want, the resources from God. But some live for God, and this is honestly the one I am most prone towards. It's people who live kind of on mission, that they lived to do the purposes of God, that their lives are on this earth to accomplish God's will for the sake of others and for the purpose of God on the earth. That sounds really good, doesn't it? Well, our life is more than that. God didn't just come in the person of Christ to put you on mission or to put you to work. People who live that way are striving just like everybody else, but in their own brand of striving. Some strive in order to be religious, to be pleasing to God. Some strive in order to employ God's truths so that they can live the life they want. Some strive in order to know how to get the right resources to live their own life. And some strive to live on mission or for the purposes of God. I'm calling those, in a sense, false gospels. There is an element of truth in each one of those that applies to my life, and I'm sure it, I'm sure it applies also to your life. But the real gospel, the real good news, is that God knows you, and He knows me, and He knows everybody. And so when Jesus came, He came as Emmanuel, God with us. We don't live our life just under God, or over God, or from God, or for God. We live our lives with God. He's with us, and we're with Him. 
That, when I've shared that message, as I mentioned, I've been pondering this for five years. I've shared that those prepositions with, you know, lots and lots of people, could be hundreds. When I do, when I describe those false gospels, you can hear everybody saying, ooh, that's kind of me. Ooh, that's me. Ooh, that one, that really is me. Is that wrong? Because that's really how I live. But every time when I say, Jesus came to be God with us, it's almost as if you can see the neck release, the tension in the shoulders and neck let go, and the person receives rest almost immediately in some measure. See, with God being with us, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, we beheld His glory as of the only Son of God, God with us, no longer do we have to live a list of rules and follow rituals. No longer do we implement them for our own success. No longer is God kind of like a genie in a bottle that gives us our desires and our wants. No longer do we have to strive to be on mission and to live tasks to accomplish. No, it's life. We get the life of God. We get to treasure our relationship with God. That's as good as it gets. We are no longer alone ever, ever, ever. You are never left to your own devices, left in an isolated place. You're with God. He is with you. You are then living to unite yourself with God's will. Your life is simply a life of experiencing God and experiencing His kingdom. Well, being with God affects not only your sense of self and your ability to relax in who you are, it affects how you relate to others. No longer do you have to appease the bullies in order to be safe under their reign. Nope, nope, you can be who you are because God is with you. No longer do you need to judge all of life by your principles and your standards and make sure that everything's under control. No, God's in control. You don't have to judge people that way, nor do you have to use them in order to gain advantage to get what you want. Nor do you have to always serve people as if they are projects and it's part of the task, it's part of the mission. No, as God is with us, so we can be with others in His presence. We're not just being with them on a horizontal level. We're being with them with a vertical level, too, of God's presence. Crazy good news. Crazy good news. Emmanuel. God with us. So what do we do with that? Well, first of all, I would submit that we want to practice being with God, practicing His presence, practicing how we connect with Him in prayer, in His Word, by really interacting with it, making it personal, practicing His presence, experiencing God. You've heard me many times, even on this podcast series, Describing it as you breathe, as you just slow down, take some deep breaths. 
allowing yourself to experience yourself, but yet also experience His breath, His Spirit, in your breath, communing with your Spirit, and learning to treasure being with God, slowing down and being with God. The other great application is not just practicing receiving God with us, but also being with people, being present to them, being present with them, being able to pay attention to them without running it through all your grids of judgment and discernment. What you can do is simply see them for who they are and appreciate them and what they do. I just spoke about that this last week. You can know them and allow them to know you. So know and be known because you don't need to hide anymore because there is no judgment coming your way. God is with you. You are utterly loved, utterly forgiven, so you can know others and be known by them. You can speak the truth to them in love. You don't have to hide You don't have to hide what you think they need to face or address or hide what you've done before them. You can just simply be truthful and loving. That mixture is a divine blessing to others. You can serve them, help them, build them, correct them, challenge them, encourage them. They're not projects. They're people you relate to because God is with you. As you are loved, you can love. As you are forgiven, you can forgive. God is with you, and he's in this thing. So let me start to land the plane again. Jesus came to be with you, to open the relational gate to God, the the gate of forgiveness, the gate of love, the gate of his presence with you always, not just today, not just even in this world, forever and ever, God is with you, dwelling in you. So let me ask you, do you want to receive God with you? This, for me, which is kind of like a new, a deeper gospel, no matter what challenge I'm facing, He's with me. Not just to get through the challenge, no, because the prize isn't getting through the challenge. The prize is God being with me. It has changed everything for me. Do you want to receive God with you so that you can actually be yourself? If so, this is a great time of year. This is a great message, actually. And wherever you're listening to this, simply tell God, I receive your good news. Oh God, I receive you with me. And what do you do? Well, you practice his presence. As I mentioned, you breathe, you spend time with him, and you be yourself. And when I say be yourself, you be like the Apostle Paul who said, I am who I am, where I am what I am, by the grace of God. You don't need to be anything more or anything less. You can be who you are with yourself and accept your limits because God is with you 
in your limits. You can be who you are before God and accept your frailty and and be honest about when you've done things wrong, thought things wrong, headed your own way, because you're forgiven and you're loved. So you can actually be yourself and you can be yourself with others. When you have this underlying truth, this underlying good news, and you start to realize all I have to be in this world is who I am, and I actually can't really be anybody else and be in the presence of God because God dwells with who you really are, not who you pretend to be, then the next question is, well, if that's the case, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Well, That's an important question because God does want you to build and to invest your life in this world. Um, And so I just want to encourage you first is that gracious base of God with you. But if you want, if you uh, want to kind of wrestle through and understand more deeply how you can build your life according to your own sense of design, to to who God has made you to be. What does that mean for you vocationally? What does that mean for you in your specific roles? What does it mean for you in terms of purpose? Well, that's what I do. You know, that's what I do. That's why I started my online coaching business of greater formation, is to help people get clear, get focused, and be fruitful. That's what I do. So two things from this message are important. One, receive the really good news, God with you. Secondly, build your life on that. If you need some help with that, that's what I do. And what I would encourage you to consider is, why don't we do a Zoom one-on-one, and um, and I'll do a, a strategy session for free, help you understand your own sense of design, your own sense of maybe next steps, and we can consider what the future might look like. So if that's something that's interesting to you, um, just go to TommyGriff.com. T-O-M-M-Y-G-R-I-F-F dot com. I'm Tom Griffith, TommyGriff.com, and you'll uh, set up a little strategy session with me, 30 or 40 minutes, do it for free, talk about clarity for you building your life based on who you really are. That's just an option. Whatever the case, I want to encourage you, Emmanuel's here, God's with you, have an incredible day, Be relaxed. Be a blessing to others. You are never left alone.